0: God is good. Amen. Grab your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk to you about um, how, God can pra- how you can practically see God working through your life. And it's great to be in a meeting where contribution comes straight away. That already tells you how you can be practical in seeing God working in your life. Because being thankful is one of those things, isn't it? But if you'll if you'll turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 13, and we'll go from verse 33. And while you're turning there, I'll tell you a little bit about this, uh, this chapter. We're going to be reading one of Jesus' short stories. See, Jesus liked to use short stories when he was talking to the crowds around him. And when I read Matthew 13, um, I imagine... Seeing through his eyes the type of people who are sat around him and he's talking to. I see that he's um, talking to farmers and laborers because of one short story that, I, that he used. I see him talking to fishermen and people who would work with in the sea because of another short story that he uses. And then I imagine Jesus looking around and thinking, oh, there's Kez. She's a school teacher. What kind of short story can I use now so that she can understand more about the kingdom of Of God, and so he would create a short parable, a story, um, so that they would understand. And I also read. Imagine when uh, when we get to this particular story, Jesus looking around, having talked for a very very long time. Everybody else is very relaxed around him. They're not having to do any talking. They've actually got their packed lunches out, and they've started to eat their bread and their sandwiches. And I imagine him looking around and seeing the mothers and the daughters and thinking, how am I going to be able to tell these people about the kingdom of God? And as he begins to talk from Ma- in Matthew 13, 33, let's just see what he says. He says this, Jesus told them another story. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour. And she mixed it until it had worked its way through all of the dough. I can imagine as he started to say that, all the women in the crowd suddenly going, oh, I understand this, yeah? I understand this, not to be sexist or anything else, but these ladies gave themselves every day to preparing the daily bread for their family. And so to hear about fishing, boring, you know? To hear about farming, boring, but to hear about, wow, and this guy knows how to cook, you know? But how much yeast, how, did, how much dough did the yeast affect? Let me ask you that in that little story. How much dough did the yeast affect? All of it. That's right. I want you to remember that. Uh, the yeast affected all of the dough. It's pretty exciting. While we were fasting the other week, I know it was a, a tough time for everybody, uh, for some of those who have begun fasting, but while we were fasting the other week, I spent some time reading cookery books. That's um, <laughs> Can't help it. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I, I really do enjoy cooking. I've trained as a chef. I've worked in restaurants, um, but I enjoy reading restaurant uh, recipes. Um, I enjoy learning about food and the way that it's prepared. Uh, and for some reason, I particularly enjoy reading cookery books when I'm fasting. Um, it's a truth, you know, and watching the Cookery Channel as well. You know, with my Bible, of course. Um, <laughs> But I just want to tell you, while I, was, while I was reading about cookery, I was reading about making bread, and so I want to tell you a little bit about what I've learned. Okay? So the first thing is that, that I learned is this. The active ingredient in bread is yeast. Okay? You can take all of the other ingredients, and you can put them in a bowl, or as Jamie Oliver does, put them on a work surface, and nothing will happen to that mix until you add the yeast. All the ingredients have the potential to become what they are intended to be when they're brought together, but nothing will happen until the yeast is added. They'll remain dead, okay? But when you add the yeast to the mix, these dead ingredients now have life in them. Yeast is a living thing. And once the yeast goes in, all the other, into all the other ingredients, all you have to do is manage the environment for those ingredients and the yeast will expand all the way through the dough in this case for making bread yeah jesus said the kingdom of god is like yeast and so the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of god is life to whatever it gets into amen that's really good news this is what else i, I learned once you put yeast into the mix you can't take it out again once you put a little sachet of yeast in, you can't get it out again. You can try. You might say, oh, there, there's that pinch of yeast that I dropped in. And you can try and scoop out some of it. But you won't be able to get all of it out because it is so small. And particularly if you've mixed it with the warm water. and you yeah, Nodding head. When you mixed it with the warm water and you pour it in, there's no chance you're going to get all of the yeast out. And the problem is with yeast is it takes a teeny tiny amount to get into the dough, into the mix... And it begins working, and it begins replicating, and it begins moving and working its way all the way through the dough. It only takes a little bit of yeast, and it will affect the whole thing. Yeah, The only thing the baker or the cook needs to do is manage the environment in which the dough is kept. And uh, this is to ensure that the yeast expands as quickly as possible so that you can get your bread a lot quicker. Yeah? But bread dough, this means that you need to keep it in a warm environment with maybe some cling film over the top or a, a warm tea towel, warm damp tea towel, I was told. Yeah. There's another one there, yeah? Okay. But if you take your dough and you don't put it in a warm environment, perhaps you put it into the fridge, the yeast will still work just at a slower It will take longer, but the yeast will still be active and still move its way all the way through the dough. The yeast will always achieve what its purpose is for. The kingdom of God is like yeast. Yeast always achieves its goals. It will always work its way through the whole batch. When Jesus talked about yeast, he was saying that the kingdom of God is always going to achieve its goals. He was saying that the kingdom of God is always going to succeed. The kingdom of God is always going to win. And God always wins. Amen? That's the truth. That's great news. That's great news. The kingdom of God is always going to succeed. Okay, so if the kingdom of God is like yeast, where's the dough? Have a look around. Yeah, you're all dough balls. But let me explain. I'm going to use some scripture as well. Not necessarily to use you, call you, call you dough balls, but it says this. Uh, in, uh, in Luke 17, Jesus is talking to some Pharisees and they're asking him where the kingdom of God is. And um, he says that the kingdom of God is in their midst. What he was meaning and what he was referring to was that he himself, the king of the kingdom, was in their presence. And where he is, the kingdom of God, is also. Yeah? Um, Then he says in John 14, verse 6, he says this, that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus, where he is, the kingdom is, and he is the life. So where Christ is, there's life. Where Christ isn't, there is no life. Amen. The yeast of the kingdom is a person. And where he is received, he can never be removed from. That's important for you to understand. That's important for you to know. Where he is received, he can never, ever, ever be removed from. Once he's in, he will succeed. He will succeed in seeing his rule and his reign established right the way through the person In whom he has been received. Once Jesus is in your life. It's only then. That your life. Truly begins. Wow. It says this in Colossians 1. Verse 27. It says this. God wanted you to know. That the riches and glory of Christ. Are for you too. And this is the secret. Christ. Christ lives in you this gives you an assurance of sharing in his glory Jesus Christ comes to live in you the yeast of the kingdom comes to live in you and works his way through you in every area of your life and when you see the kingdom expand into those new areas of your life where it never was before you see his glory on display You share in his glory and you testify to the wonder of what he's done in your life. We all have the potential to live this incredible life. Every single one of us. We're all made of exactly the same ingredients. But unless you receive the life of the kingdom, you'll never ever be living. And you'll always be going around looking for something to get your ingredients started. I took a taxi ride on, uh, um, on Friday. I got picked up by a gentleman from Uzbekistan who had moved to Cardiff 10 years ago. And I asked him, why did you come here? He said, I was looking for a better life. He moved halfway around the world to a country that he had heard or thought was a better country which would offer him a better existence and a better life. And he'd been working as a taxi driver. I said to him, have you... Um, have you found a better life? He said, no. He said, it's exactly the same as the life that I had in Uzbekistan. He changed cultures. He changed governments. He changed um, traditions. He changed everything, looking for a better life. But he couldn't find it. He moved halfway around the world and didn't find the life that he was looking for. I was able to share with him very, very briefly on what it means to be a christian i invited him to the meeting today and he's not here but that's okay i'll ring dragon taxis again and ask him to send me another taxi driver and we'll go again i want to tell you this if you're looking for life today you'll never find a better life until you've come alive yourself all right you need to come alive yourself if you don't have jesus you're not living you have all the potential. Please don't think that I'm, I'm, I'm pushing you down. You have all the potential to be absolutely awesome and incredible, to live an amazing, amazing, amazing life. There's nothing that will hold you back. But you've got to come alive first, and you can only do that when you've received Jesus. Amen. The thing I love about Jesus is he just gave his life freely. In London this week, I heard of a whole family are giving their lives to the Lord. Um, the, the sisters had all come to Salish 's house, and uh, they asked him, um, "Do we now have to now we've made this decision, and we've prayed this prayer, do we now have to um, make it official?" I thought oh, well, that was interesting. What does that mean? Make it official?" They thought that now that they had prayed a prayer, that they had to go through some kind of immigration process to enter into the kingdom of God that they might have to fill out forms or um, get themselves registered down in a little book, that they'd have to go through a certain course or or something else. The same has happened when they had left their own country and come into the United Kingdom. But of course they were surprised when Selish said, no, all you had to do is believe and receive, and that was enough for you to be accepted. Wow! All you have to do is believe and receive And the yeast of the kingdom is poured into your life, and it begins to work in your life automatically. Praise the Lord. You don't need to jump through hoops. You just need to say, I believe. There was a young man that came um, to meetings like this. He would come to the meetings, and he would always smell of peppermints, cigarettes, and occasionally alcohol. And he'd sit at the back, and he'd listen to preachers talking about the kingdom of God. And like you've seen this morning, he'd... He'd hear testimonies of different people who would stand in front of the church and take the microphone. What a strange church this is that anybody can come and share of God's goodness, yeah? But he would sit there at the back and he would think, you know what? All those things sound absolutely incredible, but it won't work for me. My life is too much of a mess. I can't ever see how that would work for me. He believed that it worked for other people. You know, he saw people's lives changed. But for him, he just sat there at the back thinking, it'll never work for me. He just couldn't believe that it could change his life in the same way. But he decided to believe in a very, very simple truth. He believed this little thing, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive him of sin. And that made him right in the eyes of God. And that's all he had to do to believe. So that's what he believed. And you know something, that's all that God required of him. That little bit of yeast, that little bit of belief, that little bit of the kingdom that he accepted began to work in his life and change his life and affect his life and worked its way through the whole batch. And the kingdom of God has continued to expand through his life today. That young man is universes away from the person that used to come into the meetings and sit at the back. When he looks back over his life, he is now totally free from all addictions. He is totally free from all destructive thoughts. And he is free from all the weaknesses that used to hold him back. And all he had to do was believe and receive the truth of the gospel. And in that moment, the yeast of the kingdom, Christ, began to work his life into him. There's nothing you can do, I need to tell you this, there's nothing you can do to stop the kingdom of God expanding in your life once you've received him. God promises to work all things for your good. Yeah, God will see you through every situation. He will see you overcome every obstacle. He will set you free from anything of your history and he'll set you free from anything that is holding you back in your present and he guarantees you a great, great future if you'll just trust in him. And that Person is me I want to tell you if God can change this life if God can change this life from the wreck that it was he will change your life 100% guaranteed you know, and the great thing is I'm not perfect yet there are still areas in my life I think oh Lord when am I going to see the kingdom come to that area and he goes don't worry I'm working it through <coughs> I'm working it through and I'm going to see you overcome. I'm going to see you break through. And he'll do the same in your life. If you have children who have confessed Jesus as their Lord and are currently away from the Lord, as you might think, the kingdom of God didn't come out of them. The kingdom of God is still at work in them. The kingdom of God is still at play in their life. The kingdom of God is still looking and working and delivering. They're just in the fridge at the moment. The environment's a little bit colder, so the kingdom isn't expanding in their life just as quickly as you or I would like to see. But if you put yourself in the right environment, the kingdom of God expands very, very quickly. So your children, when they come back to Christ, or should we say when they come back out of the fridge and into an environment where the kingdom go, you can see their growth in Christ accelerated to the level of all the years that they may have missed, will be added back to them in an instant. That's God's promise to you in this place. And if you yourself are yet to come into the kingdom of God, if you're a dough ball without any yeast in, I promise you this, God wants to expand into your life at an accelerated rate, and the people of this community, the environment of this community, will do you good for kingdom expansion. If you want, I'll say it, if you want to be a success in life, you need to be a part of this church. Because we believe in the expansion of the kingdom through our lives. We believe in seeing the kingdom of God working in our lives. We believe in the lordship and authority of Jesus Christ over our lives. And we believe in seeing the lordship of Jesus Christ working through our words and actions into society at large. And it's when the kingdom is taken out there into the world, it's where you find success. If you want to be a success in business, put your faith in the Lord and be a kingdom businessman. If you want to be a success in life, put your faith into the Lord and be a kingdom person in your workplace. If you want to be a success in your studies, be a kingdom student and work really, really hard. Let God expand into those areas. In every area of your life, allow the kingdom to expand and he will see success. God wants to prosper every person in this place because his kingdom is a prosperous kingdom. All you have to do is believe and receive great yeah god is amazing because he promises to work all the way through but i've learned something about kingdom expansion i've become a disciple of christ and therefore i've learned some disciplines daily disciplines if you like that have helped me maintain the environment in which the kingdom can grow and work through my life and i'm just going to share i was going to share with you a load i'm just going to share with you one this morning because um, it's the one that you all experience the very very first time you come to christ um And it's simply this, find solitude in Christ. It's the first experience of every single person who comes to Christ, because there's no one else who can come to Christ or receive salvation for you on your behalf. It has to be you alone. It has to be you that stands up and says, you know what, I want to receive. And in that moment, you receive, yeah? I can't accept Jesus for you. I can tell you about him, I can paint a picture in your mind about him, but you need to meet him for yourself so that you can know him for yourself, all right? And that's the most important thing. I met an urban missionary, I say urban missionary, I met a lady in Adams down this week, she is an urban missionary, and we were talking about the work that she does with the asylum seekers down there and the homeless, and uh, she was seeing incredible things. She had 40 people come and collect food bags from her, and she said, you can't have a food bag until I preach the gospel at you. I thought that was fantastic, nice little outreach. But as she was talking, she said, I don't believe in Jesus because I know him. I thought, wow, I like that. I'm going to use that on Sunday. I said, you can, sit, you can sit in this meeting today and believe in Jesus because somebody else has told you about him. A bit like me telling you that in London, there's a street called Oxford Street. It's a great street. There's loads of shops on that street. Um, you can believe in it because I've been there and I've seen it. But you won't actually know Oxford Street until you yourself have stuck your feet on it and stood in its presence yeah jesus doesn't want you to listen to others talk about him he wants you to meet him for yourself and that's when you have to take that solitary step into his presence to accept him and it's then that he really does become a living reality for your life yeah i've heard lots of things about jesus well come and meet him open your heart stand in his presence oh wow i know jesus i don't just believe in him I know it now personally. Okay, But this coming to Christ doesn't stop in that moment when you come here for the very first time, does it? Or it shouldn't. You need to maintain that coming to Christ on a regular basis. To begin with, you've got to make time in your life to come to Christ, you know? We say, boom, it's all happened. But you know what I had to do? I'll tell you what I had to do in a little while. But you have to discipline yourself in the disciplines of being with Jesus. You have to discipline yourself to say, you know what, Lord Jesus, I've met you once. I want to meet with you again. I want to meet with you again. I want to make every effort to meet with you again. I want to meet with you again. And if you come to him today, I promise you this, you will meet him 100% this is a guarantee for you. You will meet King Jesus 100%. And what you'll find when you meet him is you'll find forgiveness. You'll find instruction on how to live your life. You'll find empowerment. You'll find encouragement. You'll find peace for your situation and for your life. You'll find joy for your life. You'll find strength for your life. You'll come and meet love and know love in your life. And you'll find Healing for your life, yeah? And that's a place that you'll never, ever want to leave from. I promise you that. You'll never, ever want to leave from his presence. And yet, in the busyness of life, we can easily, we can easily uh, forget to make time to be with Jesus. We can go about our busy, busy lives doing 110 million different things, buzzing around all over the place, and we can forget to make time for Jesus. And then, suddenly, Sunday comes around, and we think, oh, I've got to go and spend time in the church. But in your heart, you're thinking, I've not spent any time with you this week, Lord. And so I'm coming in and it's got to be all fresh again. And actually, I find that I'm saying sorry to you for not spending time with you. And and I'll, I'll try and make time with you again this week. I'll do everything that I can. But right now in here, let me just enjoy your presence like the first time I stood with you. And then Monday comes around and the alarm clock goes off and you jump out of bed and you get yourself showered, dressed and off to work and you're busy, 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 busy. You come home and you sit down and you watch the TV. You have your tea. You go to bed. You wake up and go through the same thing, same thing, same thing. Sundays come around. Oh Lord, I'm really sorry I didn't make time to be with you this week. Please forgive me. I've got two hours right now in this place. Let me hear your voice. Let me know your closest. Let me know what it was like the first time that I met you course God never lets you down he'll always draw close to you when you will tune yourself in but the presence of God in the meeting is no different from the presence of God when you sat at your desk at work it's just your environment has changed and you've chosen not to tune in to him it's like you take the dough ball from the warm environment and pop it into the fridge for a week and then bring it out on a Saturday night yeah that's what it's like God doesn't want you just to experience Him. He wants you to know him like he knows you. And he wants you to live your life in a daily union with him. Um, Jesus shows us in the Bible how you demonstrate this. He spent lots of time away on his own in solitude, uh, not in isolation. He was in solitude. He was with his father, talking, praying, just spending time alone just to meditate with him to listen to his father, to gain instruction, empowerment, and everything else. And then he'd come back to his disciples and say, all right then, boys, let's go. I know what I'm going to be doing today. And when he went out there, he was healing the sick, he was casting out demons, and he was demonstrating the kingdom life on earth right now. You can do that exactly too. You know, Jesus spent time alone with the father so that you can see that you need to spend time alone with the father so that he can work his kingdom, work the knead, the dough of your life to see the kingdom come in. And then when you go out into that world... You'll see incredible things. There's a young man in the, in the church here, he's been here for a little while. His name's Jordan, he's away this week. And he's been telling me how he's been spending time alone with God, praying and, 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 re- and praying and, and studying and singing and all kinds of different things. And then he's been going out on the streets, meeting people and laying hands on them and seeing them healed and telling them all about Jesus. You know? I think that's incredible that you just need to spend a little time with the Lord and you're on fire to go and witness for him out into the world. Well, let me tell you how I practicalized this, how I did this. I got up early and I got my Bible and I made myself a great big pot of coffee and I decided that every day I'm going to read the word for an hour. Yeah? I'll just make it really easy, simple for the church. Okay, I just read the Bible for an hour and then I closed the Bible and I sat back and said, thank you, Lord. Now, uh, help me today as I go about my day uh, bring back a lesson that I've learned from this and you know what God began to open so many doors for me as I was out and about and I managed to read the whole Bible in six months not a Bible in a year in six months and I found that as I began to read the word I would bring my sister up I say I've just finished this book I've just finished that book I've just finished this book it was alive to me the word became alive to me it became my daily bread my personal daily bread then I'd make time alone at lunchtime you know, when my children came along, I couldn't get up early, early, early in the morning because the children would all be waking up at the same time. So in my lunch hour, I'd go off and I would read my Bible in my car. You know? And then I would pray for, pray for a little while and then i carry on with, on with my day. Really, really simple things. God doesn't make things complicated for you. But spend time with God. I don't neglect those times with him. I really don't neglect those times. In fact, I love having those times with him. But now when I'm walking through an airport or I'm sitting on a train or I'm walking down the street, I can hear God's voice. I hear God's voice as if I was sitting in 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 an empty room so clearly. And I feel his presence wherever I'm going because I've cultivated that relationship with him. I've allowed the kingdom to expand in my life that I have a nearness with God. And God wants to have that nearness with you every day. God wants you to stand in his presence this morning. He wants you to draw near to him. He's already said to be thankful. He's already said for you to come close to him. He's already said to give you the, the nub or the seed of the gospel. But just in this environment right here and particularly in this space right here, there's a place for you to find forgiveness. There's a place for you to find empowerment. There's a place for you to find healing. There's a place for you to find joy. There's a place for you to find hope. There's a place for you to be set free right here, right now. And Jesus Christ, not Tim Jones, Jesus Christ himself is inviting you to stand in his presence. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord, the simplest thing is this, he died for you. He died so that you could have a relationship with God again. He rose again, he didn't stay dead, he rose again so that you can have a witness in heaven right now that will witness on your behalf that you're accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And he promises this, because he's alive, He promises to forgive you of all of the wrong in your life. He promises to make your life completely right like the yeast in the dough. He promises to add you to a family that will care for you and nurture you and see you grow in this fantastic life that you've got. And he promises to do it all for you right now for free. That's the simplest thing. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I'm asking you to come and stand in his presence. Musicians, will you go up there? Shall we all stand together right now? Heavenly Father... Father, you are so alive in this place, Lord. Father, in every single person, you are working all things for their good, Father. Oh, Lord, in this place right now, as you've invited us to stand in your presence, Lord, if we worship you and give thanks to you, Father. Lord, we look forward to the testimony of your kingdom coming to set those people free from the things that have held them back, Father. Lord, we thank you for the salvation that is to take place in this moment right now, Father. Lord, we thank you for the healing that's going to take place in this moment right now, Lord. But, Father, as we all draw near to you, let us know you tangibly in this place right now. Heavenly Father, lay your hands upon